What is up? What is up? Welcome to Smart Ass Podcast. And before we do that, we gotta we gotta do that right now because my boy K Little did some great work, and we gotta give K Little the respect that he deserves with that thing. So let's, let's do that you. over again. back we back we back welcome to smart ass podcast Woo. great to be have you on this thursday afternoon great to be back to see another day and thank you for listening right here on smart ass podcast on blogtalkradio.com so before we start before we get started i want to welcome you to smart ass podcast this has been two years in the making and we are finally ready to deliver i am your host quite frank and K Little here. Welcome, y'all. You know, we have seven years worth of conversations and arguments and misunderstandings and varying viewpoints. Because so quite frank, and I've been arguing just about the past two weeks at this point. I don't even know what's going on. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm always right, and quite frankly, think he's always right. But through it all, that we may be different, we realize that we're both smart asses, and this is why we present to you Smart Ass Podcast. And what's unique about this podcast is it has a live component compared to some of your other podcasts that you listen to. And that's all because of blogtalkradio.com. It allows you to listen to us to comment and engage with, with us in real time, whether you call in through, call in or use our chat function. And don't worry, if you forget to listen to the podcast live, you can always listen to us later uh, that, uh, the next uh, day with either by iTunes or Spotify or any other, other host pl- or other host platform, blogtalkradio.com slash smartasspodcast. And also, Smart Ass Podcast is in effect every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, all right? So make sure y'all are here to check us out every Thursday at 7.30 p.m., okay? Excited to see y'all here. So we're going to jump into check-ins, and um, it's a special week, um, or I guess a special weekend coming up, so I'm going to let Quite Frank sort of take it away. Okay, Little. I had a good, I had a good, we need to do that over, K-Little. I, I didn't realize you were on mute that whole time, K-Little. <laughs> How was I on mute? <laughs> you was on mute, K-Little. So we got to do that over again, K-Little. I want to welcome everybody to the Smart Ass Podcast. Wait, 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 uh, wait. Is- I want to know how I was on mute. I did not touch anything. That means you touched something. I didn't touch nothing. Yeah, I saw you. You was on mute <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So did you hear me welcome in seven years and all that other stuff? I uh-huh. I heard you, but uh, I, they, they didn't hear you. Oh, that's so, so weird. Okay, quite, wait, wait, wait. Let's let's just say something straight, because that means you clicked me on mute at some point. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's all. That's all. I'm okay. Over again, all right. I see what's going yeah, on here. Okay, we're going to stick through us through the through the through the heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's always just the intro. We can't we can't get the intro right. It's always so I want to This has been two years in the making. We are finally ready to deliver. I am your host, Quite Frank. And y'all, I am Kay Little. Welcome, people. We have seven years worth of conversations and arguments and misunderstandings and a lot of different viewpoints 
the end of the day, I'm always right. And quite frankly, thinks he's always right, okay? But through it all, that we may be different and we realize um, we're both smart asses. And this is why we present to you Smart Ass Podcast. Yep, and what you think about this podcast as a live component right here on Blog Talk Radio allows our listeners to com- com- uh, comment and engage us in real time, whether it be a call-in or chat function. And don't worry, if you get to listen listen in live, we always have our platforms, which is iTunes and Spotify. We post the next day. Or you can always come back to Blog Talk Radio slash Smart Ass Podcast to listen to this episode. And y'all, Smart Ass Podcast is in effect every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Despite messing up these intros every week at this point, I promise one day we're going to be on point. And I know somebody sabotaged me, either Satan himself. Um, but either way, Smart Ass Podcast is in effect every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Um, so let's jump into check-ins. This is a really special week or um, upcoming weekend, and I'm going to let Quite Frank take it away first. So something magical is happening, um, and it's called um, Wrinkles. Keep going. <laughs> it's a special day, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this upcoming Saturday is Quite Frank's birthday. Let's give a round of applause for me, Turner. I am so happy to turn up. Turner what? 60? 32. A young 32. Oh. I'm so happy to see another day, and, uh, you know, I'm gracious to be here. And also, I have a twin brother. I have to shout him out. Um, Armand, he's turning 32 as well as well. So we're just happy to see to see another year. You got a twin brother? I don't think I ever knew that. That's Please, crazy. Stop. Stop. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what okay. has known me since. I wait by listening. has known me for some time now. So anytime you hear K. Little say something he doesn't know, that's 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 the response he's gonna get. I didn't know he had a twin brother. He always talked about um, having a lot of cousins and um, friends. And I'm just kidding. I did know he had a twin brother. He and his brother are pretty close. So that's exciting. I, um, 32. Oh, what were you about to say? No, no, no. Go ahead. I was going to say 32 is pretty huge. Um, to live another year on the earth is, is, a, is a huge accomplishment, honestly. And to do so in a black body is even more so um, a massive, right? So I think that's really great. Quite Frank is a devoted um, husband, a decent, well, he's an okay father. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> he's a good father. Uh, an educated individual that cares about the community that is at its core, though you can't always see it, though you have to dig really deep, but at its core, he's a good, decent, good person, right? Um, so I think it's um, exciting to be able to turn a year older um, and do it um in a, in a really good place in life, and I think that's really incredible, despite COVID, but in a really cool right. place in life. So enjoy your weekend, quite frank. Um, enjoy Thank it. you. I appreciate it. How's your, yeah. how's your week going? Um, week is busy for me. Um, work is busy, as always. Um, I don't know. Um, but, there's, but, you know, I will say part of the reason we selected um, Brandy's intro is because she has a new album tomorrow b7 so i wanted to make sure we show brandy some respect because i'm a big brandy fan like there's you know there's artists that if they're ever in concert you don't care what amount how much that ticket costs you got to see them solange is one of mine and brandy is the other one um then we got bobby valentino then we got s club seven then we got danity kane um and if y'all know all of them yeah i'm best friends with a lot of them but anywho so i'm excited for the week and even more excited for the weekend because i need this break i need a minute 
Yeah, a lot, a lot of people are excited for that brand, this new brandy album. At least you got a video dropping tonight at nine. So a lot of people mm-hmm. are ready mm-hmm. to see Miss Miss uh, Moesha uh, come back. I know, I know, in a lot of ways, right? The the the, yeah. the, the TV show, the the music, most of the eat Yeah, that's a big thing. Talk too about the um, Netflix bringing back the strong black leads and bringing back all those uh, sitcom shows. Yeah, um, Moesha, the Parkers, Sister Sister, One on One, Half and Half, Girlfriends, and the Game. That's that's pretty exciting. That 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 was like breaking news yesterday. I feel like everybody was excited for that one. What's your favorite show? Quite frank, how the ones they bring it back. I'm gonna to, I'm gonna have to go with probably One on One. And okay, uh, just yesterday you didn't even remember what the show was. So how you? I love that. Flex, Flex, Brianna was was one of them characters, but yeah, I want to say that probably just if I go back really, really back to start it all, sister, sister. I mean, I love. I used to dream about Tia or Tamara being my wife. So yeah, sister, sister. <laughs> let, let me tell. You, let me sister. tell you a funny thing about that too. I one of the reasons I wanted to. Move um, to Michigan to go to grad school was when sister sister <laughs> when they went to school in Michigan. I thought that was life. I thought that was real life. So I was like, oh, I want to go to school in Michigan. Um, I was slightly wrong, but my favorite is uh, <laughs> my favorite is probably Moesha between like Kim and also Moesha. They had a lot of loss, but Moesha was good. I think they had the best um, uh, uh, opener. What's it called? The, yeah. the, the show? This, what's it? The sitcom? Yeah, theme, I don't know. Theme song. Theme song. Both to the eat to the. And we need to bring back more like the television. Like we need to, we need that back. Like we don't have any right now that I can think of any besides I guess you say blackish, but other than that I don't mm-hmm. know a lot of black sitcoms. So we need to a, re, a revise or what they call it like a re. Uh, a reboot. A re reboot of a reboot? not a reboot but just like a. A new surge of black comedy sitcoms and showing oh, family yeah. love. Family love, you know. Well, we, oh, okay. I thought you were saying showing family love because I was about to say like the OG with uh, Tiffany Haddish and uh, Tracy. Oh, yeah, but I'm just like you know they actual sitcom like how you know uh, you know these sitcoms were like half and half and what else they bring in girlfriends like those actual like that's true times. Yeah, that's um you know made you laugh yeah. and, but so. The power of black families, black friendships, th- you know, just things like yeah. that. We need, we yeah. need that back. I get that. All right, get let's that. go ahead and get, get it to the asinine part of our show. This is where we go over world, world events, cultural events, things like that. So let's go ahead and get into it. Let's get started. Oh my gosh! So what do we talk about first, Kelly? I'm gonna let you let you pick which which one. Yeah, I think we had a we have a lot of cool, nice, celebratory topics today, and I think we should just get the negative stuff over with. So let's talk about the Karens of the past, the present, mm. potentially yeah. the future, because right. you know that's been the thing. Quite Frank and I had a conversation about um, just the Karens of the world and um, how dangerous to um, the black community, um, and I talked about sometimes. Um, the cairns of the world, uh, some white women being pretty dangerous in the way that they have their their privilege of being white and their white supremacy piece sometimes, but also the ability to sort of play victim in the sense of um, 
their 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 tears or their false cries on right. black people. A lot of black men and black women, right? Um, it ain't cool. At all. And I've been seeing like a real surgeon. I mean, it seems like every time you get on social media, you see another video of a Karen, um, you know, yelling out racist things, uh, feeling more vocalized um, about the way they feel. Um, it just seems like a, a, I don't want to say a new surgeons, but like a, they feel more open, I guess, just to uh, bluntly mm. tell their racism or cry out to their racism, right? Because most of the time you see them mad and angry. And I'm just trying to see, like, what is this surgeons of, of white women doing this? Like, where where is this coming from? It seems like, you know, like the men or, you know, men, the white men normally were the ones that were leading the pack, but it seems more, I don't know if it's because we just seen it more, but it seems like the cans of the world are just this, uh, I don't know, power of freedom to cry. Yeah, like, you know, but that's interesting. No, yeah, but, but that's interesting, though, because you said it seems like the white men have been, you know, sort of leading it, but a lot of times, I think historically at least, um, I think it's sometimes, it's sometimes the case of the white women, right? Because sometimes the behavior of those Karens are um, sort of making or forcing or encouraging white men to sort of act in a certain way to, you know, I'm using air quotes, defend them. You know what I'm saying? So um, one of the things quite frankly I talked about was Emmett Till, like, Everything that happened to Emmett Till, tragic, messed up, just disheartening in every type of way. But that was because she supposedly said, we know she lied now, but Emmett Till whistled. And the men got him because of her. You get what I'm saying? Like, you know, because of some of her action. And this is not to place blame on women like it's sometimes historically done, but this is just accountability and ownership. So, yeah, the men are leading sometimes, but also they're uh, a lot of times they're um, working for the women that they think that they need to protect or that is crying wolf, you know? I do think it's the men, white, the white men teaching the white woman. Okay. So like, for example, like the white woman, the white men teaching the white woman to, I, I don't know, cry, help cry for help or cry, uh, uh, false negatives. And cause like, like you said, you think about that this is not something new. So you think about, like I said, Emmett Till, you think about even Rosewood, yeah. right? Um, yeah, things like yeah. that situation where white men have lied on black men and caused their deaths. Um, and coming out mm-hmm. So is this a, a taught thing Or is this an um, Inhuman, not human nature But just, like where is it coming from like, I just don't, I guess I just don't understand yeah. Like where it's coming from Because you like recent, even recent events now This was the first time within New York When it came to the, like the uh, the lady in uh, Central Park And the bird watcher And her mm-hmm. just absolutely When she called the police That the first thing that came out of her mouth was There's a black man trying to harm me yeah. And yeah. That was just it seemed like she didn't hesitate. Like it just something in her mind that came out that she knew that was going to potentially yeah. maybe oh, send the police quicker or, or whatever harm to the person that was bothering her. So like I don't know, it seems like is it inherent or that is something that is taught to to white women? Um that maybe they come in a uh, coming to a racist background. Yeah, no, I don't know. That's interesting though. But I mean, but if you think about like slave time, you know, um White women were, were present, of course. They watched what was happening to black men and black women and black children. Um, and, and a lot of people can argue that, um, you know, well, you know, different or um, white women were also slaves or didn't have some of the rights, of course, in those situations, too. But, but there's still that privilege of being white, right? Um, right. 
and and potentially either being like a lot of things for all of us is being taught to us or displayed to us or um, sort of showed us. I think of it being like 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 a kid, right? I mean, children they know oftentimes if they cry, what happens, whether that's punishment or some form of a uh, uh, um, reward. So, you know, I think it's part of wanting to get what you want and not being able to do so. So then you wild out. Is it like is it psychologically inherited then? I mean, not psychologically inherited, but like psychologically learned behavior. I guess I want to say, is it like learned behavior that they're getting taught yeah. that, or is it? I guess it's probably like what I'm so. trying to say. Yeah, no, probably so. But but also, what do we see in the media that when you when you are faced in a situation where you can't get your way, you can call the cops and they can take your side, then you know, then you feel empowered by that. You know, you know, I think that's part of it too. But but I think it all boils down to privilege. It's just all privilege, True. right? And white privilege. Um, and I, and I hey. do want to be clear. I have a lot of um, white friends, a lot of. Um, um, white women who are some of my good friends, some of my good friends, and I ain't talking about them. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the cans of the world that know what they're doing and they understand the power that they have and they do it um, in, a, in a malicious way. They do it with hatred. Those are the white women, the cans of the world that we're referring to. I want to be clear on that. Right. And, and I think, too, you, you see a lot of times, even, too, when it comes to um, student athletes or a student or high profile. Um, uh, black, black men. What you see a lot mm-hmm. of times, uh, these these uh, women cry out rape uh, when that just never happened. Maybe they were just curious um, about certain things, about being with a black man, and they get caught by their fathers. Right, and the first thing they cry out is, "Oh, I was done. I was I was doing this doing this against my. I was doing it against against my own will. Like, he forced me to do this. Right." And they end up going to jail for a long time and then finally figuring out that they didn't do it. And, you know, by then, they didn't have their lives have been taken. So, mm-hmm. and it's something that we don't, don't talk about a lot. And so, like I said, I, it, what triggered it for me was seeing all these videos of these women, right, and not knowing, because um, like I said, you don't know if somebody is racist or has racist thoughts, right? you just going to mind your own business and you get confronted by one of these um people right and one of you one of these women and like what is your response like what do you how do you teach your kids to respond like that because that could be you know your neighbor that could be your teacher right that could be anybody right mm-hmm. and so like is like you know how do you how do we or how do white people or white women combat that right how do white women that are not inherently taught that are not don't have those type of behaviors like how do they approach another woman that's like that right like how what is like a a what do they do? What's the plan for them to say, hey, you need to, you need to combat your racist, your racist tolerance or your um, in, inherent fear of, of other races? You need to, you know, be quiet or stay at home. I don't know. Like, I don't know how to combat Karen. I don't know how to combat Karen. Yeah. Like, I don't, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I, I, but I think just that, right? But I also think that um, public shaming has been a really effective tool lately, too. So sometimes you just got to pull out the phone and uh, uh, show them how much of a fool, you know, show them, show them how big of a fool so that they're acting and looking in those moments, too. But I do, it made me think about this teacher I had in, I don't know, second, maybe second grade. Um, and she got so frustrated with me for some reason, this white, this white, my white uh, teacher, and she threw a pen at me. She 
through a temper tantrum and threw a pen straight in my head. I went oh. home and told my mama, and y'all, my mama went up there and raised so I guess the answer to that question is, what do you do? Call your mama and put your mama on them. <laughs> mama would come. Mama would make them, you know, come correct moving forward. But that woman never, ever mistreated me ever again. I mean, in retrospect, she probably should have been terminated. But my mother made sure. And my mom was working at so we had no money. My mama needed to be there for her, you know, to be at work and working her hours. And she made it a point to go back to school and put uh put Miss Shelby in her place. Right. Yeah, you're right. You're right, though. I think we just have to combat it. We just have to call them out. Like, put them still, putting their they voices on uh, what they're saying on Facebook, uh, getting them fired from their jobs, um, all that. Like, you're right. We have to combat it with, with okay, you want to act that ignorant? Let's see how ignorant mm-hmm. you act when there's something mm-hmm. that can affect your livelihood. Uh, let's see how strong you are to say the words that you want to say um, now, you know? So I think you're right. We yeah. got to combat yeah. it Yeah. the best we can. And still be sexually doing it because we got to remember that, you know, that's yes. a white woman can be the danger. White, a white racist woman can be sometimes the dangerous, a dangerous, the more than the mm-hmm. most dangerous thing to a black man or even a black woman, um, you know, and living, yeah. in, and living, living in America. So, which Yeah, and which is really sad that you ha- we have to actually say that, right? You have to, you know, here are some tips, but also be careful. Like be safe. Be be mindful of this because yeah, it can be call a really it. dangerous situation. Call it out. You gotta call it. Sometimes you got you got you gotta tell Stop them like that. You gotta be like that. <laughs> call, call them I still don't even. What is that thing saying? That's racist. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> You're screaming it out. That's racist. That's racist. That's funny. That's Speaking funny. of, of, of you know, let's give you a great one in mindset of a white woman and speaking against uh, kind of. Uh, and like I don't want to. What's the right word? Um, white women in power. Oh, white women in power, a hostile uh, type group. A lot of people are talking about your girl Ellen DeGeneres and about her uh, her show being an investigation for uh, a hostile work environment. Um, so, what do you think about what's going on over there? Like, that's it's some crazy stuff coming out about her, her show, and how she treats her staff and things like that. Yeah, no, it's it's really interesting. Um, th- this is, I don't know, I'm appreciative of it because this stuff is coming out and we know a lot of people are certain ways in front of the cameras in a different way behind each other back. And we know that Ellen has reason. She gave some money. I'm still hoping that she'll call Smart Ass Podcast on the show, sure. talk to us about it and give us $200,000 a piece. Um but who knows? But um, yeah, they've been saying she's uh, sort of cruel, sort of a correlative field, if you will. And um, I've known people who personally have accounts of going on the Ellen show and being really excited about it and coming back and reporting that, dang, like she is not nice. She's really mean. When yeah. the cameras, which they go on commercial, when the cameras go off, she's a completely different person. But, she, but, but there's one article, and I'd be quick about it too, or one report that stated that um, she has a sensitive nose. And you have to chew gum before you go in and have a meeting with her. And if she smells you or you don't smell to her liking, um, allegedly she will send you home. You have to go home and shower. Um, you can't eat fish on the set. You know, there's a lot of different things. Sometimes, but sometimes to me it's just how celebrities are. I mean, I would assume they are very privileged, like I said, and have a lot of things they, they can get their way. 
a lot of times. Um, so to me, I, I know celebrities. I know celebrities, and they don't always act like that. I've had pool parties with celebrities. I've, you know, uh, uh, texted. You, you met people off the street. That's not me. People off the streets are not celebrities. Okay, <laughs> that's not. A I'm, just, I'm just saying. I know how celebrities be. I've engaged with them. I've partied with them. I've friends with them, and they ain't supposed to be like that. Quite frank, I'm telling you. True, but I, I true, but then on the other end, I, I heard the same response too. I used to work at a, um, a sports arena. Um, and one of the guys that was, he was like a Michael Jackson impressor or I'm sorry. Um, uh, he's a Michael Jackson impersonator. And he was saying the same thing. Like he was getting kind of famous and he had went on the Ellen show. Um, he's like, the first thing he said was that it was not nice at all. He's like, he would never go back on that show again. And I was thinking like that, that's just kind of hurtful. You mean a celebrity that you might've like looked up to or might've like really <laughs> admired. And then you finally meet them in real life, and they not—they don't live up to your expectations. It's like, yeah. I was almost like, you wish you never met. Them. Like, I was like, I wish I would have just kept my what I had in my mind, the, but like, my image that I had yeah. of you, and kept it to myself, yeah. and never, <laughs> never had met it. Because you know, you think of Ellen, she got, she appears to be what like wholesome um, and nice, but you know, I think we we we've heard stories about her doing certain things and not you know standing up for Blade that had to put pressure on her for not standing up for Black Lives Matter, what happened to George Floyd, or. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it seems like she's been only taking up a thing that matters to her when it comes to certain things. So, um, like that. you know, that's kind of a problem too. Yeah, yeah. She, she, she's really big with, of course, the LGBTQI community, which is wonderful. That's not a bad thing. That's a beautiful, wonderful thing, right? Um, but there's a lot of other um, identities or marginalized groups. So just other, you know, social justice topics that she's quiet on. But, you know, when Kim Burrell you know, wanted to preach about gay people in the Bible when her and Pharrell were um, uh, premiering a song on the Ellen show, or supposed to at least, as soon as Kim Burrell did her due, Ellen made it a point to dismiss her from the show or uninvite her from the show and then talk about it on the show. But with some other topics, you have to sort of like force her to say something. And it's not even enough to say, well, you know, she's comfortable and maybe she doesn't know what to say so she says nothing it's just not okay hell even justin bieber came out and said something if that boy can say something you know, no shade yeah. jb but you know ellen could have <laughs> said something as well you know what i'm saying like so it's anything like Kevin Hart, with Kevin Hart, that stuff he said and he got booted from the grammys she had him on his show with the quickness and i don't know if that was if some people were saying that was because of money wise like she'll she only benefits she only was like uh, push things that's gonna benefit to her. Gotcha. So, gotcha. You know, it's kind of like a wishy-washy thing with her. Like it's, you know, but I think that's with celebrities yeah. in general. Like I don't know if a lot of the what they do on TV is how they really live in their personal lives. You know, as a, you come out, you put it on the front. Y'all remember these people are actors and comedians, so they they perform, and sometimes you have to perform to get what you need, and you might not be the same way in your you know your day to day life. So, but but I want to say this too. I'm glad that they're calling Ellen out because I don't know if you remember quite frank when Steve Harvey was getting so much backlash for telling people yeah. to like knock. I think knock before they came into the room or yeah. do something before mm-hmm. they just sort of barged in to engage with him. And people wanted to make it seem like he was being a diva. He was just doing too much. Right. Um, but this is this is good when they call out um, other right. celebrities, uh, especially non-black, non-PLC, um, people of color. Yeah, this was this was good that she is 
being called out for sure for her behavior. So that ain't right. right. Cool. I don't think he's gonna do nothing. I mean, I don't know what it's really gonna do. I mean, the investigation. I don't no. think it's really gonna change anything because she's too big for that network to, to ever lose. Uh, but like I said, yeah, at least they're calling her out, and maybe this will, you know, change the people that's around her, change her attitude, and treat people a little bit more nicer. Uh, so you know, she can live up to that image that everybody thinks about her. So good luck to Ellen. Mm-hmm. Do better, Ellen. Not just good luck. Do do better, right? Do better. Say it again, Chris. Do better. No better. Do better. I used to tell quite frankly all the time, no better, do better. Like, come on. <laughs> That's right. So I think we spent enough time on the on the white woman in power. Let's talk about something different. Let's go to a different thing. Uh, do you want to talk about um, snitches? <laughs> snitches get stitches. <laughs> Wait, what you say? <laughs> I said Chris is an expert what? on this. You know, all about this. Listen, <laughs> listen, I was I was having a conversation with someone and I mentioned Takashi Six Nine and they told me that we can't have a conversation about Takashi Six Nine. You can't mention him. I said, Why not? And I was like, Oh, because he's a snitch. You know, we don't snitches get stitches. We don't do that. And my take on it, listen, I'm a snitch. If you gonna give me some some time out the penitentiary, okay? If you gonna you gonna let me get away with some things, slash, if I'm in, you know, someone trying to hurt me, kill me, because they were trying to kidnap him and all these other different things, hurt his family, I'm gonna snitch hard. I'm gonna snitch real hard. I'm a, I'm okay to be a snitch. I'm a, I'm totally fine to be a snitch. But you better watch your mouth when you call me a snitch, because when I swing on you, I'm gonna be a fighting snitch, fighting temptation. Well, you know. Right. Well, the biggest thing, you know, the latest news about snitching is with your boy T.I.P. Uh, T.I. about him doing a Crime Stoppers uh, video um, for getting a lesser lesser sentence when he had caught that gun charge. I can't remember. It was maybe it was in 2011, maybe. Uh, but yeah, got caught got caught up with a gun charge when he was already a felon. So he's looking at a lot of time. So he ended up doing had to get in community service and him making a Crime Stopper. Uh, video which had to do with you know people really telling on crimes that they may have seen being committed um, to you know call the police and so a lot of rappers were getting on him about doing that like you wouldn't get no street cred or they were saying like if you were gangster you ain't supposed to do that you're just supposed to serve the time and I just brought up a question like does that really matter is that really a thing like I know it might be a thing if you live in a certain you know if you, if you run with a certain people a certain group but, like, now that I'm 30, about to be 32, I don't give a goddamn. I want you to snitch. If somebody break into my house, call that. Call the popo. Call the popo, ho. I, I need you. Call I need that popo, ho. <laughs> popo, ho. Like, I just, I mean, is that a snitching the real thing? Like, is it really, like, I mean, I get it. You're not, you're not trying to, like, just, you know, especially being black. You ain't trying to call the police for, for anything. If you, can, if you can, if it's something that you can uh, figure out. But it is there really. Such thing. And, I, and I actually want to give you an example. I actually saw a video that came to my mind. It was a video of a, of a two black owners. I don't know if it was a barbershop or if it was a tattoo shop, but it was two young owners. They probably might be around my age, um, but they had caught a burglar breaking into their um, store. And so it was a young, young teenage black boy. And so they was almost about to kill him because they didn't, you know, they called, was caught off guard. And so they were recording it on their um, phone. And so they were really acting like they were going to be, you know, kind of, they were like, I'm, we're about to kill you. Like, what the hell is you doing? And it, it kind of, it was like brought to my mind, like, I didn't know if they were too harsh on him, but I don't think think so. But then they said they want to call the police. So, like, 
do you think that is that considered snitching because you put it on Facebook and showing his face and all that, and he, because he was a young black boy, like is that a a snitching thing or is that something you're supposed to do to make sure that the young boy doesn't do that again? But then are you well, putting him back in the system? Like, so, so they did call the cops on him? Yeah, well, in the video they said they did. They didn't show that the cops ever came, but yeah, in the video they were saying they were caught the cops, but they were really kind of harassing the boy in, in their own way. So I didn't know what they had left it with the harassment they were doing on their own to scare him straight, um, or should they have called the police and got him, you know, booked? I, you know, I don't know because honestly, where I grew up, I had family um, that were, you know, on, in the on the police department or in the police department um were officers so yeah i sort of grew up if you did something wrong yeah we calling the cops on you we ain't gonna have no conversation <laughs> and, and, we, and we and we we better not find out that it was you because we definitely calling the cops for sure um so i don't know I, I don't know and at what age do you outgrow this street cred thing or this you know i don't know the situation where you can't snitch especially when you have other priorities like what's the big um, but now I also recognize there's, there's, um, you know, danger in calling the police and there is also, um, danger in, um, technically going in front of a judge, possibility of being in there longer than what, you, what your white counterpart would have been in there, um, for, you know, longer than, but yeah. sometimes, yeah, you got to call the police. I, I, yeah, I do agree. But then sometimes I'm like, are we, are, are, are we as a community, right? in black community or even, you know, any community of color, are uh, we in charge to be our own police and, com- and um, police our own communities? I just no. say that to say, I just hate for some, and not saying that robbery is little because when you rob and get somebody's store, you rob somebody's house, that's big. But should we be more in charge with policing our own community? So when it comes to our kids, when it comes to even our adults doing bad things, should we be the one taking charge to make sure if it's not something that's too, um, offensive right should we be the ones teaching you instead of like evolving the law because you know how they throw the book at us we can do not have no record and we'll yeah. get 25 years where timmy down the street would get get probation and won't even start a probation because he his mom didn't pay you know the court fees so it's almost like should we be doing <laughs> should we be doing the police on our own like should we even involve the system uh, with everything that's going on like i just at this time, when I saw the video, it really made me think, like, I don't know what's the, I know what's the right thing to do, but it's almost like, yeah. it's the right thing to do, really the right thing to do, you know, just with no, everything. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I, the street I, justice, is street justice real? Like, is street justice really real? Like, is it people out here that's really, you know, letting the streets decide or what's, what's going to happen? Well, you know, I will say, I do think, as black people, I do think we have to I do. I don't know. I feel this way. I, I, this is how I feel. I do think that we need to practice more patience and give more grace to our people. I think is important. Um, I just think that there's some things that you know we got to be like, okay, I got to call the cops. Like you know, rent right. to my home, took all my money. Yeah, I got to call the popo. But there's some things I think it's okay. Like we have a family business. If someone took a piece of chocolate, okay, come here, little Devontae, come here. I'm gonna give you a right. whooping. I'm black and I'm a part of the village that's supposed to raise you, but right. <laughs> that's about it. And you know, yeah, grandma's grandma's down the street that raised you. That if you did something bad, they're either gonna tell on you, they're gonna tell you, they tell your parents, or they're gonna give you, they're gonna they have permission to give you a whooping. <laughs> so you have like no. grandma's 
My grandmother and my mother raised my grandma, my mom, and my daddy, and then raised me. So ain't nobody else putting their hands on me as a kid. <laughs> like well, no, I'm the same way. Like nobody could put hands on me unless you gave you permission. But I'm just saying, like you had people that looked out for the community that they might have not did anything, but they definitely was going to tell your parents. You could look at them as a snitch. Like, because you're doing something that you weren't supposed to be doing. That's true. And, that's true. and you and, didn't involve and, the police. Like, it wasn't, like, you know, they handled it. Well, at that point, I think it's about age, too. Because we shouldn't be calling the police on, you know, certain age groups. I mean, you know, there's a developmental stage there. It's okay. Okay, Dude, you gotta think about even with what's what's the young guy that the young young boy that died that got called the police on about with the BB gun, the toy gun. Oh, Tamar. Um, Rice, yeah, Tamar Rice, like mm-hmm. you know, somebody had oh, called the police Tamar, on. Tamar, Tamir, sorry. Tamir, yeah, that would never have happened if the police wasn't called, right? Somebody would just have yeah. went up to the young boy and said, hey, don't point the gun, you know, make sure you know you don't want to do that, so. I think sometimes a lot of things are avoided, but I do think that there's a difference between what T.I. did is saying, because T.I. is saying, like, I'll do it every time. If I got to, if I, it's going to give me less sentence, and I'm not snitching on nobody that did something, like, far as criminally, but if it's something outside the streets of this, like, somebody invading your home or whatever, yeah, I want the community to call and and snitch, but he's like, I'll do it every time. If I was going to listen to my sentence, then I'm going to do a crime stoppers video every time. But Takashi is a little bit different. Takashi just write it because he was in trouble and he ratted on his boys. And to me, that's kind well, of... Well, I'm still on side Takashi because they were trying to kidnap him and do a lot of things. I mean, I know people don't like him a lot and I ain't a huge fan of his music, but I'm just saying, like, I would have snitched too. And if you if you a gang out there, you blood of the Crips, whatever, uh, don't come looking for me because I didn't mean it, but I'm just saying, that's how I feel. You part, you part of the Six Nine gang? I don't know the name of them, so... But the type of Kasha game? No, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, that's my brother. We grew up together, so we homies. But uh, no, I just I just think it's okay to tell because he also got a family and trying to protect his, and they were trying to do some mess up to him. At that point, at that point, all games out the window. I feel you. So I guess we're just yeah. saying that, yeah, if you ain't part of the, that, that that life, go ahead and snitch because <laughs> you want to make sure that you uh you don't get harmed in a way either, you know. But it's okay to to tell to tell the truth about some things. But sometimes to police your own community. Like just if you see something that that you think you can handle and you can fix on your own, then I say go ahead and do that. I I charge you to do that. All right, let's go ahead and talk about something a little a little different. You want to go on a lighter note now? Uh who? A lighter, a lighter note. Oh we yes, did, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> My bad. Wrong. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I thought you said a ladder. I'm like, what is that? Um, I, I, well, uh, well. So, what's a lighter note? So, um, probably the verses, right? So. No, you want to do what? Which one? Oh. I, yeah, I was about to say probably, um, you know, we're talking about artists and, and snitching, but there's also been some um, really cool moments in, in, in entertainment as well, which has been um, some of the versus battles. So um, everybody probably have been checking out verses on Instagram, which has been a really cool way for people to literally jam out at home as um, artists sort of um, battle each other, but do it with love, though, which has been really cool. Right. Um, that that, that my was really good. Dog DMX, really good, really good. The Snoop Dogg and DMX. 
Yeah, I missed that one. I, I, okay, some of the verses bad would be literally on work nights. I, they can't always fly for me. I'm like, uh, in the middle of the week, no, I need you to put it on the weekend. But I did like um, Jill Scott and Erica Badu were probably, you know, that one or Babyface and Teddy were my favorites for sure. Yeah, that was your favorite. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think this. I like I like the I like the actually T Pain and um, Lil John one. I like oh, I actually yeah. like the Scott Porch and Manny Fresh. That's the first one I actually saw. I, I really like that one. I'm this a new big Gun Manny Fresh. I really, I really enjoyed it because it was two legends, and I know a lot about them. So to see them kind of have a good time because everything was right about that battle. Like the vibe was right. Uh, good con good music. Um, they were funny. <laughs> I mean, so it was good. But um, that, I would say that one was like, I really had a good time with that. And the Teddy Riley and Babyface, just for entertainment-wise, that one was good, too. I mean, great music, legends in the game. But just the funny, funny. memes that came with it was just it was <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> funny. But, and Babyface Thomas, I'm, I'm in the studio by myself. Social distancing. Right. We know that. But I was gonna say, um, I was gonna say that the one I, I definitely want to see, I definitely think they have to do as a uh, Keisha Cole and the Shanti one. Um, yeah, I love you. Well, yeah. I've been on first. We'll talk about that one. Well, let's talk about this before we talk about which ones we want to see. Because uh, I know I, I don't want to see the ones coming up like Rick Ross and uh, Two Chains. I'm, I'm not excited no. to see that. I don't think mm-hmm. that's a good matchup. What makes a good versus battle? Because I have some thoughts in my head too of which ones I want to see. But like, what, yeah. what, like, what makes a good? Like, what could, how do you compare artists and and compare that? How can you go off that last great uh, battle? How do you go into another? Like, what, how do you keep that up? Okay, you got to have people with good catalogs. So they have to have a lengthy catalog. They have to be sort of known, even if you ain't came out with a hit in a minute, but if your song can right. still be played at a party in the club or somewhere on the playlist every day, then it's still popping, then cool. You know, you can stand with it. Um, and it has to be, I think there has to be uh, enough, either that you've written or performed yourself or that you've, you know, uh, been featured on. Um, you have to have some form of a following too. You can't just be someone out of the blue trying to come up. Like as much as I love tweet. And Maya and all of them, like I don't think they would do well in a in a versus battle, you know. I think you gotta have at least twenty hits. Twenty hits. Yeah, I think you have at least twenty hits, so you can like go back to back, like twenty yeah, like yeah. known. So like that's why I say I think Keisha Cole and at least Keisha would be a good one. Um, no, and also you gotta be able to tell stories. Keisha Cole and Shanti. Yeah, sorry, and Ashanti would be a good one. But you got to be able to tell stories, too. Like, a lot of these songs, I mean, you're talking about songs that are, will, will go down in history that where that came out, what, in, in the 2000s and 90s that we can still sing, still sing today. So, like, knowing the history behind them and and also them doing songs that you didn't even know that they either produced or wrote, that they, yeah. they or even uh, feature songs that they've been on, like, you know, makes that those those battles, too. So I think that's kind of, I love that part, too, because they always play a song that you might not, have known, mm-hmm. or oh, you forgot about mm-hmm. what they did, you know, or know that they produced. That's I agree. One. I, I, no, I think that's a good point because I think there has to be some. It has to be music that make you feel good, whether it gets you hyped, it puts you back in the time, it, it, you know, forces 
you reminisce. It just makes you feel real good. Um, and because I feel like um, a lot of them have done that, but I felt like super good when I heard Erica and Jill. Like you know, it puts you back in the space. Um, so yeah, I think that has to. I think you're right with the stories, and you know, it has to make you feel good. It has to put you in some type of mood. Um, right. Whether it's like to the window, to the wall, or um, tweet smoking cigarettes at night. What up, tweet? Are you listening, girl? <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm gonna get my. I'm gonna get two. Hey, maybe you want to get two. I'm gonna get the two that I want to see. So okay. one that I would like to see. I'm nobody's talking about is Music Soul Child versus Anthony Hamilton. And then the third one I like to see when it comes to producer wise, I would like to see Dog Child versus uh, Jazzy Faye. Oh, interesting. People okay, sleep people sleep on Jazzy Faye. People sleep on uh, Dog Child. And I, people don't give enough credit to uh, music either. Or Anthony Hamilton. They have came out with it. When, when you talk about R&B, like music has came consistently with albums and hits. And I, oh I don't even get the credit. The yeah. Yeah. You know, creditors do, but that's just my who that I would like to see. Uh, th- those are really good. I'm impressed. Those are good. I'm going to say um, Mary J. Blige and Faith Evans. I, I think those okay. be, those two would be really good. Yep. Um, yeah. I sort I sort of already said my Keisha and Ashanti, um, but I would also like to see sort of a um, a band or a group version. But there's already been like a one twelve and a what you call it having it. I already said. Yeah, but yeah, you know, I did think about what about the SWV versus TLC. Okay, I thought about that, but TLC gonna win because they have two uh, SWV. Oh, SWV catalog ain't super, super, super long. Like TLC, it's gonna be, oh. you know, gonna be good. But have they done like a female rapper, like a Foxy Brown versus a? Um, yeah, they haven't done a female rapper uh, yet. Charlie Baltimore, or I don't know. I'm trying to think of some of the uh, little. Or uh, Eve versus Lil' Kim. Yeah, those would uh, be good ones, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can do a Nicki versus somebody. They haven't, no, they haven't done a female rapper. like Or Missy, haven't done Missy yet. They haven't done Missy yet. Yeah, that'll be good. Because Missy, going to win as soon as she played an Aaliyah song. It's going to be all over, but that's just my yeah, opinion. Right. I think somebody said they should do a Sierra versus Carrie Hilson. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> let, let me just say... Carrie Hilson's first album got me through over the big part of my first year of college. So if I have to pick a side, I'm probably going to go with Carrie Hilson just because that first album alone was solid. But, but if I think about people, quite frank, people with just one good album, I'm thinking like yeah. Carrie Hilson. I'm thinking like Carl Thomas. Um, I'm thinking like, um, uh, tweet, right? I'm thinking, I mean, I'm, honestly, I also want a Solange one too. Like, Solange has every album that she's produced has been. Come on, stop, stop, stop. So, Solange versus Beyonce, Solange will win that, hands down. And don't you, don't you freaking, I almost cussed at you, don't you freaking disrespect Boy, Solange. if you don't. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Hey, there's no way. Solange got maybe two or three hits, <laughs> but oh she gosh. can't win. I'm just going to be into it right now. And no, not gonna Solange fans out there, but uh, she and in that realm right now. But I think with they, but see how we are coming up with these. This is what they need to be thinking about. They need to be thinking about these type of artists, like you know, again, Sean. I know a lot of people are talking about even like Mariah Carey versus Janet Jackson or something in that realm, or Chris Brown versus Usher, or JT versus Usher, like something within that realm. Like momentum going, like you can't just 
have it up high and then let it drop <laughs> with okay, yes, but, but did you see the conversation that Chris Brown was having about um, trying to boast, talking about some like he could win a versus or do versus based on his features alone and how he would be like better than Usher or something like that. Okay, but Usher is Usher will win that. Chris Brown now is talented, but Chris Brown is not all of that. His music sound the same. He be swinging on women. He's disrespectful. Like I, I don't want to listen to him. Uh, Usher's, think, Usher's confession alone would, would wipe him out. But, but everything before and after that has been solid, too. So I think Chris Brown hasn't came out with an iconic album yet. Like He hasn't came out with no. like the, with the confessions album yet. Dancing-wise, yeah, he's out the moon, but you got to remember like, Usher played the way for Chris Brown. So, like... Absolutely. Yeah. He, he definitely Usher <laughs> would be a challenge. It's not, it's not going to be a, a hands-over thing that Chris Brown would oh, lose. Like, that's there's yeah. nothing like that. So you got sometimes you got to be a little humble, like you know. You do, you do. Yeah, you got to you got to be humble for sure. Some humility. Would you also last thing about um, versus because I can talk forever about it. But would you? Do you think that Trey Songs would ever be able to like battle someone? I feel like maybe him and Chris could battle. You know, uh, I like Trey, I, do, I like old Trey Songs. Yeah, I do think Trey Songs is part of this. He's definitely a part of it. I don't know if Chris Brown would be a good for him because they have different styles of music. Um, oh, and sometimes Trey do do that little hip hop stuff too. But I think he would he rather go somebody somebody that's um, a veteran of R and B. Now, people, like, this is when I came to my mind. What about Trey Song versus Marcus Houston? Mm, no, because Marcus, no. you can only get that naked album, and then you have to go back to immature. You have to go back veteran, to immature. You got veteran though. The veteran album was really good. There's a lot of hits on that album. Okay, I would say Trey Song versus Bobby V. What? Get up, Bobby. Bobby V. Let, let me. I'm gonna say this for anybody that really know Bobby V. Good music. The, any album of Bobby V. Oh. If you ever want to know, I want you to email Smartass Podcast and let us know. If you ever like, oh, I'm, I'm curious about Bobby V. I can give you the. Oh, what, up, what about you? I'll say Mario. Trey Song versus Mario. I don't think Mario's still in the league. He can only give me a couple of songs. Ma- 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 now, wait, wait, wait. Maybe Trey Song, maybe Trey Song versus Omarion. But Mario, but, but Mario's not real. Don't forget about Touch. Like, touch. I, it's not R&B. I mean, Trey Song has more like R&B, like love making records. Like Omarion don't have a type of, type of records like that. Well, to at me. the end of the day, I, I want to add this last one: Bow Wow versus Lil Romeo, and then I'm done. <laughs> done. Bow Wow come on top. You'll come on top. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm gonna always vote the Millers. I'm gonna always be uh, uh, Masterpiece and Romeo. But yeah, I right, gotta give Cleveland, uh, Cleveland, Ohio, some love, man. So we'll see. He's from Bow Wow. Oh, oh. Oh, okay. I know that. See? Puppy love, baby. Puppy love. <laughs> but okay. hopefully, hopefully, versus <laughs> keep it up. Hopefully, they can keep it. I don't know about this one that's coming up. I'm still going to check it out. I do like Rick Ross. I do like two chains, but we'll see. But hopefully, they keep it up and uh, we'll, we'll keep tuning in because it's good for the culture. And it's good mm-hmm. to see that's a form of concerts right now. So, for sure. Hopefully, they keep it. So let's go into uh, let's see. you want to go into black support or do you want to go straight into John uh, to John Lewis? 
<laughs> Why you just pick one? Why are you giving the options? Because I'm just like, I'm to do, if we got time. Well, let's do, let's do black support. I do want to talk about that. Um, uh, uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead. So, yeah, black support. Uh, uh, article, I think, in Forbes was released yesterday that talked about black-owned businesses increases, increases more than 7,000% which I thought was huge because last week, I think it was last week, quite frank, that we talked about um, BLM support and how some people might be not, might not be using, be, might be using it just for profits and actually not believe in it or stand up for it. Uh, but I thought this was really great because I've been chatting with a lot of people, a lot of friends of all different backgrounds who have made it a point to buy more. Um, I've even had some friends like we went out today and went to so many black um, locations a lot of the food spots, I said a lot of the food spots were sold out, which was a beautiful thing, um, but we kept visiting them until we actually found one. So, yeah, I thought that was really cool that black businesses are increased, have increased. Yeah, I agree. And it's been, speaking on that, too, I, I decided that I want a black bank. I want to start blacking bank. Uh, blacking bank, did I say that right? Banking <laughs> black. black. Banking black. What thank is blacking, black and miles? Is that what you're saying? Smoking black and miles? Or <laughs> Thank you, black. Yeah, I'm our black banks. So I decided that I think I'm gonna get all right. Well, since I think I am gonna get a a, a banking account with uh, One United, uh, bank is one of the largest black banks out there. They believe they they're uh, located home bases in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, I believe. Uh, but uh, they have cool. Um, it's a black-owned bank, but they also have cool like debit cards you can order. Um, they have a checking and savings, but the debit card that you get with it with the account. It have, has like a black queens, it has black kings and things like that. So it really made me want to get an account. But they had brought up a question like, why why are we sometimes afraid to do black business when it comes to like supporting our banks and businesses? Like, why do we like kind of get hesitant? With, I mean, I'm right now talking about for the black culture. Why do we get hesitant about uh, putting our trust into them, especially when it comes to finance? Like, you, we we don't hear too many, many people like, you know, putting their investments or putting their money into those type of businesses? I know, probably because we don't always know. Don't always know. But but now that we're aware, we do the research, now we can, you know, do it. And there's not a lot out there, so you don't always know where to go to. You know, sort of about, like, you know, supply and demand, right? You don't always know. You don't always see, so you don't think about it. Maybe that's part yeah. of it, too. We need to. We got to. We got to support them, man. You see, a lot of these college athletes too are starting to go to um, HBCUs, and um, they're getting recruited to go to bring money to these colleges. So, I think that's a, that's a good wave that's going on right now. So, I think we need to say, do the same thing with black businesses. We need to start supporting them, putting them, put them out there. I know for me, like I said, when my birthday hit, I'm definitely getting an account, putting some money in there, and start, and I'm gonna start banking black. So, I support Wait, everybody. Why you that when your birthday hit? Because uh, my that's my resolution turning thirty five. That I said when I turn thirty five, I'm gonna support <laughs> put my financials <laughs> um, into a bank, a black bank. I don't know. That's just something I said I was gonna do. It's my birthday. Uh, birthday. I, 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 okay, I I support it, but I'm just confused how you telling the people to go bank black, and you telling them you'll do it in at this point three years from now. Like what? What that's the hell? Just, what that's does it's that, I can't I can't I can't do it until I, I can't tell people to do it until I do it. So I literally this Saturday. I'm going to do it. So, um, I, I, do I, it I, well, I had to do the research, and I I didn't do it tomorrow oh. because one uh, tomorrow is payday, so I wanted to do it when, when I get paid. Oh, 
Okay. So, so, <laughs> so, as, so as Monique said, make it make sense, and you just did. We understand now. Okay, let's continue. <laughs> I just want to make sure. No, I just want. I want to do my research before I did it, and I just wanted to have an easy process because it would. This one is all everything. Everything is online. So when you do, you put money in there because it's not a branch in my location. You have to do everything online. So I just wanted to make it easier transition. But um, I just I just say support support your black business, support your black banks. Uh, you have like I said, look up and look up your city, do your research, see what that bank is about, uh, see how they're investing in your communities, uh, and just start start supporting our business, man. Like just like you support this black owned podcast. Um, we need to do right, it. right. So let's move on to, to our it, last our last. Thing. Go sorry, go, yes, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead. No, 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 go, 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 go. I was saying let's move on to our last thing. We got it before we before we do anything. We got to. Pay our, our our humble remarks to the to one of the greatest civil rights leaders there is, and that, that's our 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 our, our legend, uh, John Lewis, and also C. T. Vivian. Uh, they both passed away uh, last week. I know John Lewis' uh, funeral uh, memorial was today, and they paid a lot of honor to him and a lot of respect paid mm-hmm. respects to him. So, hey, as a smart smart ass podcast, we know we wouldn't be able to. Have a life that we lead. We wouldn't be able to do this podcast if it wasn't for him and the things that he did in the civil rights era. So we want to say a big thank you to him and for the continued work that he did while he was dealing to rights, the continued work that he did while he was in Congress, um, and forever mm-hmm. the work that he passed on to us now to take that baton. So I just want to tell him thank you and uh, also Mr. Uh, Reverend Viv- uh, Vivian CT. Uh, want to mm-hmm. thank you as well for the things that he he did in the civil rights movement uh, and a big a big this big uh, rest in peace. For sure, for sure. Both leaders, both pioneers, um, both wonderful examples, um, and people that were like like um, Mr. Lewis said on the right side of history. So rest in peace. Yes, rest in peace. Yep. Good job. Big rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so so <laughs> let me let me do, let me do the transition. Quite frank, you know you struggle with. It. Okay, so we're moving yeah, on to Ann Dan. Andeas. So, um, and so, listen, y'all. So, we, last week we talked about um, money. We talked about uh, the additional COVID funding being terminated soon. And as we get to a point when it comes to different um, bills and legislatives and mandates, um, we want to ask you all: Do you think the current government is helping citizens with the financial and economic rebound amid this uh, pandemic? Pandemic. So it's so much happening. Do you think that the government is actually assisting, or the president, whoever you want to classify as the government, is actually helping um, Americans, um, helping the people of this country, right, um, sort of rebound from what's been happening, from issues with losing money, from the market crashing, from um, unemployment? What do you think? And is and ain't. Tell us what you think about that. Right. And remember, you you can tell us. Uh, on our on our chat, which is Blog Talk Radio slash Smartass Podcast, the chat is open, so you can be able to talk to us on the chat line, uh, and let us know what you think. I want to revisit this as well too. If we don't uh, end up, you know, getting a lot of responses, I want to revisit this again because I think this is something that's going to affect a lot of Americans. So, Kayla, I don't know if you're up for it, or maybe if we figure things out, we can open up the actual phone lines. I really want to know what you guys think because this is this is a big issue that's going to affect us all, right? Because we all have heard about the the, the Bruins of of uh, states of the new bill coming out, which was the um, 
the Heroes Act. Heroes. No, 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 not Hero Act. I'm sorry. That Heroes Act was came out uh, recently, but then the Republicans came out with the Heroes, the uh, Counter Act, which was the was the Heroes Act. So that that Heroes Act had had um, stimulus being the same, but they also didn't give any funding to the to the state. Uh, they didn't. They they took away less money when it came to um, unemployment. Unemployment. Um, they cut that down. So a lot of that's gonna affect us down the road, uh, and it don't seem like COVID. Sure. Some lot of things. So we want to know really what you think. Like how's this gonna affect you? I know I've been thinking about especially with the work that me that you know, I do, um, my regular day life. I think it's gonna affect me, you know, tremendously. So. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a big thing. So I really want to see what the what, how are the people feeling right now. Like, what's how do you feel like the government is what, what the government is doing? What they what they think? I, and I I also want to uh, quickly add too that COVID is expected to ramp back up and spike back up as it gets cold. And I and I have to say we all have to remember we have to do our part. Like we ha- we are part of assisting and flattening the curve and keeping everyone ourselves, our loved ones, and our um, neighbors and our peers and strangers. Um, safe and protected too. It's like it's a responsibility for all of us. So wear your mask, wash your hands, please, six feet apart. And I don't mean like you think you're sort of far away. I mean six feet apart if you can. And stop going to the clubs, popping it for pimp every Friday and Saturday. <laughs> Sit down at the house. Shoot. All right, put your stuff. damn mask on. I don't know how many times we got to say that. Put your damn mask on. It doesn't cost you to put your mask on. Like at this point, it's not about. Uh, your freedom. It's about living. It's about getting us back to to normalcy, right? It's about looking out for your families. Like we got too much at stake, uh, not to do the simple things to keep everybody safe. So, if, the, if they no. have to do one little thing to put your mask on, wear gloves, and have to stay home, let's let's do it. Like we can't we can't afford to keep doing the same old thing. We got We got something got to change. Either we change with COVID or COVID change us. So we got we got to do something. Yeah, we got to do that. And remember now a report just came out today stating that uh, I think Dr. Fossey, if I'm not mistaken, um, that we sh- you should also wear goggles, some type of formal goggles or safety glasses to also be protected, uh, protect- just protecting your eyes and uh, if you're out in public too. So if you can find those on Amazon or anywhere else, please go and purchase those. Just keep yourself safe right. for yourself and your loved ones. Yeah. And, so, and don't listen to them crazy doctors. They're talking about crazy stuff. Uh, I, yeah, we, we, I feel like we're going to have to talk about that next week for sure because I sort of got a problem with Trump. Um, I feel like he's targeting that doctor. He did it in a very, very sneaky way. I have I have thoughts, but whatever, we'll get into that later. We'll talk right. about it next week. All right. So we're going to revisit that. Let's revisit that back. Um, mm-hmm. so let's get into our last segment of today, which is our miles off. That's right, people. Wow. Miles off. Is- but we we discuss what what has troubled us this week, and our opinions are correct, and we not give a really don't give a goddamn about what you think. So let's get into that. Frank's quite Frank's way he can rap and stay on rhythm. It, it'd be cracking me up. Okay, so listen, y'all. Mouth off for me today um, is going to um, the people of the world, and maybe I gotta say parents. You know, I, I'm, it is what it is. The parents of the world that want to talk about school. Our kids not going back to school. It's not safe. We don't 
do this. We're putting our child uh, at risk, you know, jeopardizing their health. And I agree 110%. But also, you and your child at all these little uh, uh, playhouse dates, y'all going to these beaches and these water parks and ain't thinking twice about it. Um, y'all are engaging in the community in ways that's unsafe for you and unsafe for your child. You can't have it both ways, people, okay? You, you, you can't, you can't, you know, pick and, pick and choose the side and straddle that fence. Either you want to protect your child and yourself or you want to go out and have time. Now, to say that, I don't mean that you can't enjoy your time with your child and in spaces um, during COVID, but you can't be doing all the extra stuff wanting X, Y, Z to occur for yourself, for your child, to go here, to go there, to eat there, to not be in the mask, to, to hanging out with all these randos that houses, public, uh, public or family functions with people that you don't always see and engage with regularly. But then you also want to jump on the case of uh, the schools, wanting your kids to go back to school, and you're saying, well, we need to protect them. And I agree that we do, but also that has to happen at home too. So if y'all are out there thinking that way or doing those things, you know, some of that, that double-edged sword, sword there, I need you all to be incredibly mindful of that. Work to protect yourself. Work to protect your child. Be smart. Be wise about some of the decisions that you make. You don't have to go to people's homes. You don't have to go to that celebratory event. Stay at home. Order some Little Caesar if you need to. Watch a Disney Channel, The Cheetah Girls, if you need to as well. Um, and sit at the house and keep yourself and your child safe, okay? That's the smart out for K Little, the parents that want to uh, have it both ways. It don't work like that, boo-boo. It don't work like that. I agree with that. My small dollars, my, uh, my dollars is going to be uh, these businesses and really the government not having a plan. Like, I am tired of, of watching TV. I'm tired of even going to my own J-O-B and being told that we do not have, not have a plan going further of how we're going to protect us as humans or us as customers from this COVID-19, right? And we're talking about simple things that should already be in place. Like, why don't we have a plan for for, for, for uh, kids to be able to go back to school? Why are we still talking about the same thing about we don't know if we should send them back. We don't know if money is going to be given to schools to, to be able to purchase uh, personal protection to keep, their, to keep the kids safe. We don't know whether or not we're going to do online learning. We don't know nothing. We don't, we don't know anything, right? Like, why are we still not knowing? This is not the time not to know. We need, we need to know what we're doing and need to know where we're going. I think they said the best. You got you to gotta know. Do you know where you're coming from? Diana said Diana Ross said it. Do you know where you're going to? Do you like to think, like, do you like the things that life is showing you? And I think we, we can say we don't. We got to have a plan, people. If you don't, if you don't plan... Uh, if you don't prepare to plan, you, you plan to fail. And that's just where I feel like we're going. We have to be able to plan and be and be safe, right? We can't play with this. Or we can, you can't go to your job and not feel protected, and your job mm-hmm. doesn't know what's going on, and you don't think they can keep you protected, right? It's time out for all that. We have to we have to start thinking smarter. Not work. We got to think. I had my my aunt used to say, uh, "Don't work. Don't think smart. Don't work hard." And that is true right now. You oh, have yeah. to be able to, you have to be able to to think and not be able to work harder, right? I think sometimes we're thinking about this a little too too hard, and we just need to simplify some things, right? We know that we got to keep keep our kids safe. We know we got to keep us safe as people. Mm-hmm. So even if, even if if the government don't come up with a great plan, I think it starts in your household. Have your family come up with a great plan to keep keep each other safe, like like you said, keep keep each other protected. And uh, you know we got we got to do better, America in general. 
So my mom's all goes to to the government and the schools not having a plan. You need to get your ish together so that we can return to normal and beat this COVID-19 because I cannot see mm-hmm. another person mm-hmm. uh, pass away for something so simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should say simple, something so something that we can do by putting, you know, things in place to keep keep it, keep us and our loved ones safe. So government, mm-hmm. get it together. Come up with a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Work smart, not hard, for sure, for sure. All right, y'all. So we have reached the end of Smart Ass Podcast today. Always, always, and forever, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I appreciate those of you who have been with us um, since episode one. And those of you who are joining us now, thank you so much. And everyone in between, um, we definitely will see you next week and every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com backslash smartasspodcast. So be sure to join us. Be sure to be patient with us and to stick with us. We have messed up the intro every freaking time since episode one, okay? <laughs> next week, we're we'll going to get it right. together. I promise we're going to get it together next week. I promise. K-Little will not be on the show. If, he can't, if K-Little can't get, get it right next time, he will not be on the show. <laughs> I will be looking for I, another like, co-host. <laughs> I just want y'all to know, when I was looking at Quite Frank, I'm like, why did that just happen? How did that happen? He just smiling. That means I was sabotaged and, I'm, and I was made to look crazy. <laughs> this is we're going to have problems. Next week's Smart Ass Podcast is going to be called K-Little Gets Revenge. Just, just get ready for it. Um, but I need you all to remember, if you miss this live show, don't worry about it, okay? Um, every Friday, sometimes Thursday night, but definitely every Friday, um, the show will be uploaded to uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts the very next day, okay? So every Friday, you'll definitely find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to check us out, all right? Quite frankly, you got anything else you want to say? Nope, I'll see you guys next uh, Thursday. Um, and I'm going to enjoy my birthday. Thank you for the birthday love, K-Little. And uh, you guys have a good, good rest of the weekend. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Everyone be safe, be well, and we'll see you smart asses next week.